Welcome to Steam Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux podcast. Episode 13 Magic Don't Die Rocks. And welcome back to Steam Powered Scoundrels. Hello. <laughs> I actually, I don't think I'm going to leave that in there. That's that's too explicit there. Yeah, that's a bit much. I, even also, for, it turns out I need to turn my game down. Jeez. I am too loud. I <sighs> uh, almost had you there, Brian. Eh. I've, yeah. I've said worse things before to people. But you have a reputation to uphold now that you're co-host of Schemes and Stones. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, you have to be the guy that, like, reigns us in. And you gotta be the, the, the fun killer in the group. Oh. You really gotta hold up that reputation for Kyle Stones. I, I have been told numerous <laughs> times on a daily basis that I ruin all the fun. Now that's my students telling me this, that I'm a terrible person and I I kill fun, but I take a pretty good pride in that. So, I will do my best to keep keep us on task. So, Doug, let's go. Let's get going. Okay, I'll just reuse that intro so- somehow. Somehow we'll figure it out. Perfect. Hey, we're back. Steam Powered Scoundrels is back. Only only like a two-month hiatus this time, as opposed to two, two months, two and a half months, three months. God, man, I suck. We suck. Mostly me. I suck. Yeah, I'm awesome. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you, you've been, Maybe you've been... we're just trying out a new beta format. It's okay. Uh, yes. New beta format, not producing podcasts at, at yeah, all. Sounds about right. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, uh, I do need to apologize to everyone that cared about Steam Powered Scoundrels who have not been producing uh, as of late. Uh, several reasons that have led to that. Uh, some of it is beta fatigue. Some of it is I've been working on other stuff. I don't know if I mentioned in the other in the January podcast, but I was working pretty hard on a character sheet through the breach for uh, roll twenty, and uh, still not quite done because in the eleventh hour there, I was told that I basically need to rewrite a good chunk of it, and I kind of deflated hardcore. But maybe after I've pointed this out on a podcast, I'll actually have the willpower to go and fix it. So if you don't that, fix maybe. it, I'll uh, burn down your house. Okay, Got you back, Doug. Thanks. Yeah. I knew I could. I could trust you, Brian. Oh, so no, yeah, exactly. Brian. That's, you really should do positive reinforcement instead of negative reinforcement. Um, as a certified uh, professional educator, uh, you are completely right. I just choose to ignore um, the correct things and do what I want instead. Hey, as Brian long as it's admitted that I'm right, I'm cool with that. Yeah, there it is. Brian knows that I react better to negative reinforcement. Yeah. Most people do. So, so if uh, you can't recognize voices or you've just forgotten what we sound like, uh, you are listening to the dulcet tones of Doug, Brian, Hey, and Roman. Hello again. And those two are basically the same person, so really it's just two people on this, on this episode of Fred. Oh, it's not Friday Night Photon. It is Steam Powered Scoundrels. Did did I say Friday Night Photon in the intro or Steam? No, no. Okay. Oh boy, it's great to be back. I think I'm tired. Do I sound tired? No, no you sound you sound like Doug. <laughs> well, D- Doug is is relatively tired. So okay, we got a bit of a we've got a bit of a show for you. We're mostly going to be talking about new stuff that uh, has come up since we last recorded and the end of the beta. 
Um, well, almost all of it kind of centers around the end of the beta, the start of third edition. So, hey, that's official. That's pretty awesome, guys. Uh, it only took, what, almost a year? And, well, I wasn't in the alpha, and I don't think anyone needs to point that out if they were, but uh, it's a long process, and some of us stuck to it more so than others. I kind of fell off the wagon there, but hey, I'm a family man with uh, role-playing games that I need to attend to, so that's my excuse. Brian, Roman, why don't you talk a little bit about what you put into this beta? So I was pretty active in it. I Well, early on I was. The last couple months, much less so. But early on I was probably doing uh, at least one game a week of beta. And for the most part, really liked it. Now, beta testing is always difficult because you find like super, super stupid, broken, I hate life combo or whatever. And then you want to quit. And then you got to make sure you write up the battle report to tell people how it's stupid and broken and bad, which I, I struggle that a little bit, but holistically, I really enjoyed the process. It was fun watching feedback be given and then we're taking that and using it. So I know I got a couple changes, like I directly called for be used and that was very satisfying experience to actually like have that happen. So I enjoyed it a lot. Robin? I definitely uh, started strong on the beta, and despite a couple times of like, ugh, we've, we've reported this as an issue multiple times and nothing's changed, most of myself and the, the locals here did a pretty good job of maintaining about a, a game a week. There were definitely a few times where we, we did more than that, but we, we were pretty consistent the whole time. I agree with Brian on... When there were changes made based on on your feedback or just seeing the the beta group open or closed come together as a like, no, that's definitely a problem. Please change it. Here are some good ideas. And and seeing that not always being exactly what was recommended, but seeing it progress as an organic process was very cool. Uh, I know I, I mostly focused on archivists and uh if you don't like how Raspy or Marcus currently works, you should probably, at least in part, blame myself and some of the locals in Indy. <laughs> okay, sure. You heard it here, folks. Blame Roman. Uh, that is the soft, not loud at all footsteps of my daughter, not realizing she needs to be out of the room because I'm recording. Isn't that great? Families are great. Okay. Well, as I had pointed out earlier, I wasn't. I played a few games in the beta. But it definitely fell off when it went to open, because at that point I was dedicating my time to a lot of other things. And it turns out I have a bit of uh, seasonal depression. So it was kind of hard for me to get up and do things in March. And you think my involvement in the beta was weak, you just see how much I painted. But that's all behind us. The beta is done. Hopefully they don't have another last second revision. Yeah, I'll be... I'm actually very curious to see how much changes happen oh between between, the release yeah like the more or less official end of beta version that went out last week to what we get you know in essence in probably gen con gen con i guess no they said early summer early summer you know gen con's technically early summer Mm -mm, no it's medium summer Eh, is it yeah, know. summer, the, the equinox is like June, mid mid to late June. I guess. Maybe they're talking about Australian summer. 
You see, that, that's the I question. I really hope like, not, because that's you know, like November. Whose definition of summer <laughs> and like, yeah, all kinds of things. I don't know. I don't think it's going to take that long. But I'm, I'm genuinely, genuinely excited. A lot more excited yes. for this than I've kind of been for the beta. Honestly, like most people, I've just sort of been burned out on the whole thing. I can't keep up with changes. This is me bitching. I'm going to stop bitching. Hey, you know what? Let's put all of the the sort of grumpiness and the salt. Yeah. Let's hang up the salt, guys. Okay. So I wanted to talk about something that's probably going to make a few people angry. There has been way too much bitching on a weird place about the beta and about weird in general. And I don't want to say it was because it transferred over to new owners. I think it was just because of the way the game was taking place in. But I honestly have not been on there very much at all anymore because there is so much complaining and so much just... uh, I'm at a loss for words. Can someone describe it better than me? I, There's I, definitely a lot of salt. There's a lot of opinionation. If that's now a word, I'm de- I'm declaring it a word. Yep. Uh, and there's a lot of... I don't want to say lashing out, because at least what I've seen hasn't been directed directly at other people. But it's definitely that kind of knee-jerk human response of, there are changes, I don't like them, and I'm going to bitch about it to the void of the internet. I was happy to see, I know the other day, uh, Chrissy... I don't want to say called out a couple of the the people who were being very vocal about it, but she did say, "Hey, I want to know why you're you're being very vocal about this." When, as far as we know, Weird has been fairly open about the the whole beta process and everything. And I'm I'm really just hoping that as we get as we move on beyond this time of change of beta unknown what comes beyond back into a, a regular edition i'm hoping a lot of that goes away yeah i agree like it's it's one i i don't look at it a ton i mostly look at it when people post about their things they painted or whatever but it is just a little disappointing and like i understand that like on a podcast we might bitch a lot but that's i feel like that's different like you know in a podcast you're expressing this is how I feel explicitly about the game versus something like this, where it's a community for people to like go and learn about the game and together explore it more. So you just end up driving people away. And if you have something super mm. negative about the game, like I don't necessarily know if it needs to be like aired in that setting and the way people are doing it. So yeah, no, uh, I, I agree. Tiring after a while. I think Mm -hmm. the thing that really set me off is like people are jumping onto threads that have nothing to do with anything bad going on with either weird or the beta and just using those to complain about the company, which is it's it's bad. It's it's so bad because you can you can air your grievances just fine. But if you're going out and like trying to change the topic to how much you dislike something that Weird's doing or something that's with the beta, you are actively trying to kill this community. Mm-hmm. And we have to we have to stop it. And I know you said like podcasts are different, Ryan, but I we're not helping. I fully admit that the last episode we were not as positive 
as really we should be. We need to be promoting this game. And I understand that there are going to be problems with the addition change. I understand there's going to be problems with uh, how what the company does. The great thing about Weird is they seem to actually be actively trying to fix issues that they have. But they're also a small company of people that can only address so many things at a time. The M3E is never going to be perfect. It's never going to be in a state where everyone's going to be happy with it. And it's never going to be insanely balanced because if we ever try to get to that point, we're never getting out of the beta. Right. Uh So while everyone has things they think, it's like, oh, this master is way too good. This master is way too bad. This model needs fixed. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, that's understandable. But at some point, they just have to stop it and they have to publish the game so they can keep making stuff for us to play with. So Uh every game that goes through an edition change or just starts off is going to have a rough first edition. I don't think I've ever played a game that has been super great balanced in the first go through and I don't think M3 is going to have the same thing. It's going to have its speed bumps and really we can complain I think. We are allowed to complain if they don't fix it in the uh, wave 2 or whatever. Mm 3.2. I think then... Everyone is allowed to whine about, like, the really stupid broken stuff, which I don't think they ever really missed. I've had opinions about some of the stuff they've done in erratas and uh, updates, but nothing that's like, oh, you completely missed the mark here. This is an absolutely awful decision. I love Weird for the attention they put into this game and trying to balance stuff out. So... As a podcaster with a very tiny platform of people following me and maybe listening to what I have to say, this community is going to make or break third edition. We need to go out there. We need to let people know. We need to tell them how great this game is because it's a great game. Second edition was a great game. Third edition is going to be a great game. And we need to bury all of this salt and we need to come together and try to grow this community because it has been a rough year for all of us. And if we're just going to be angry the entire time, we're not going to get anyone new. And Malifaux is going to die if we don't turn things around, I think. I know that's a bit doom and gloom, but like, who wants to play with a bunch of really angry, whiny man-children? Well said, and, sir. And women-children. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And regular children, too. I'm sure there's some kids that play Malfa. <laughs> but that was a bit of a rant on my part. But let's let's get let's get into some positivity, unless there's something you guys want to say about the beta. Or... I will no, say, as, as a little bit to, to follow after what you said of, like, the... And I know it's been... Like, playtesting is, is hard. It's, it's an entirely different mindset to try and find things that are broken and actively figure out how to fix them. Than it is to just play a game for fun. Oh, yeah. And I it's... think shifting back into playing it for fun will help a lot of the, the negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know a lot of communities have had people just not show up to play because they're not interested in beta testing. And I don't fault them for that. One thing I can say locally is within the last two to three weeks. So like the the closing of the beta before it was the final update, I was my, my heart was warm because we've had two to three somewhere between two and five people actively come back and say, hey, let me know when the beta is done. I missed this game. I want to jump back into it. I haven't looked at the beta, but I've, I've heard overall good things about it. It's never going to be perfect, as we've said. 
but I've heard overall good things about it, and it's just been a, a nice shot in the arm to see more people coming back going, hey, how does how does this master work now? Oh, it's different. Okay, I can deal with different, but the fact that it's themed is super cool, and it works really well as this theme. I can't wait to see new sculpts. I think it, it comes back to overall, the internet is where you're going to, if you don't look for the positivity, you're going to see the, the angry squeaky wheel trying to get the grease. Whereas the in-person community is where you're going to see more of the, the heartwarming, happy times. Now, if we can do our best to get that back into the internet in especially a weird place in the forums, I think we'll do a lot better to attract more and more people and really grow the game, which I think this, this edition overall, again, not being perfect, but being a, a very good improvement, restructuring, etc. for the game overall, I think it's going to do really well for the community if we support it. So yeah, support it, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I will also agree that I've seen more positive stuff lately. I've seen a lot of people talking about, okay, beta's done, let's do some um, third edition pre-release tournaments. I've got one coming up on the 7th. Uh, Woohoo! Yeah, at Malfo Comics and Games in Des Moines, May- Iowa. At Mayhem. May- Mayhem. Yeah. Mayhem Comics and Games. Thank you, Victoria, yes. for correcting me on that. Oh, and Brian. They both begin with an M. I, yeah, one has a Y in it. I'm sorry. At least both of them have X's, at least. That's awesome. Okay, yes. <laughs> Um, yes, no, but the, the, the beta tournaments, I think, are a really good way to see, um, actual gameplay happening, and it sounds like people have actually been showing up for them, which is looking good, and I don't, I don't know if we'll have a ton on the 7th, but I know at MuseonCon in Des Moines, Iowa, at end of May, we're gonna, we're looking to have, like, 15 or 20 people come out for it, so. Oh, heck yes. I am so excited for MuseonCon. I'm yeah. so excited for MuseonCon. Everyone, come out to MuseonCon. Let's let's just uh, let's make Kyle Bodie of Skeins and Stones, Kyle uh, yeah, on the forums, just like the happiest henchman. Yes, it's yeah. the Skeins and Sk- Stones forums or Scheme and Stones open after all at MuseonCon uh-huh. at the end of May. So everyone should come. Okay, I Agreed. I need an interesting name for my tournament because Kyle and I yeah. are both running events. Kyle's probably going to take. Saturday is my best guess, and then I'll do something on, something on Sunday. Something. Oh, cool! You know, for the people that decide to stick around. Also, Doug, I know you're running one uh, on the seventh. There's actually going to be another one in my neck of the woods on the sixth at a uh, Sinclair Games in Indianapolis. So, if anybody's in the area, come on by. Cool. Oh, God, I forgot you're from Indiana. Well, I'm technically from St. Louis. I just moved to Indiana. You know what I mean. Also, yeah, I'm sorry for both of those. <laughs> But yeah, early, early summer, and depending on your definition of summer, hey, you know what would be great if we're contacted uh, <clears throat> us or Kyle Bodie and be like, you know what, let's let's use MuseonCon as the premiere. I love it. That the official release, the, the official release. Oh convention. god, yes. Malifa um, third edition. Hit me up. Yes, happen. I love it. I mean, that would be great. That that was my one thing. Is like, I wonder if we're going to get uh, an adjustment to our prize support because I'm not sure how excited people are for M2E stuff. Yeah, I'll be curious to see. Of course, but, I could like pester them. Yeah, I might pester them. And then they said in their newsletter that with Adepticon this weekend, they're offering very limited amounts, but 
some quantity of M3E merchandise at their booth. Um, <laughs> so I'm very excited for that. I will be at Adepticon. Getting, I'm getting there Friday afternoon. So I, that's my, my first stop once I'm inside the con will be to uh, check it out and um, uh, see what I can get. Sadly, uh, I heard the supply, both the supplies limited and your purchasing ability of them is also yes. limited. Otherwise, I would love for you to pick me up some stuff. I actually have some spending cash right now. Yeah, yeah, I know that for me, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Ex- it very much is dependent on what they have available, but I would venture Cornelius just because they already yeah. they have them in plastic. Yeah, the new, probably the new faction type stuff. Cornelius. Yeah, all, all the new masters that they showed yeah. at, at Gamma, I imagine, will be there. And that's kind of what I'm anticipating, which I I don't really have any, like, super hardcore need to play, because they're, they're not in Outcast. That being said, some of them look really cool, Cornelius being the prime one. Uh, and I might have to drop some money, just because. Well, I mean, he's... It's they might come out with a duel. There we might be surprised with another dual faction from someone, and it might be Outcast. I have no idea. We'll, we'll yeah. get to the new faction later. Yeah. Okay. Here's a fun thing for you people, you guys, Brian and Roman, who like exactly like. We're getting in a new edition, so this is kind of a nice refresh, a nice way to you know expand our boundaries and take on new and exciting adventures. So I wanted on my little podcast for each of you to swear an oath that you were going to pick up a brand new master of some kind, and you're going to focus on playing them. At least uh, you don't necessarily have to drop your one true love. I know I ain't, but uh, you're going to put some focus into this new master. Okay. You guys think you can do that? Yes. I already have mine. Okay. I have in fact two. Cause I oh, have sweet. So I'm going to jump in. So I'm an outcast player by yes. since I started playing Malifaux. And while I at some point will get into guild, because I already have some guild masters, my the one I am very hardcore focused on trying is Jackdaw. I think he looks so cool. His mechanic is awesome. I love all of the uh, his keywords tormented. I love all of the tormented uh, stuff. I love the terrifying. I love the attaching upgrades and causing extra damage because of that and debilitating your opponents because you're giving them upgrades and all of this stuff. Uh, so Jackdaw, I, I, ha- I own him. Um, I just need to get him painted up and ready to go. And I'm hoping that I, my, my plan is to field him at Muzan Khan in May and see what he does. Cause he has a bunch of really awesome models and they just do really cool stuff. And he seems I don't know if he's good yet, because it's kind of hard to tell still. I think he's going to be really fun, though. And he's dual faction, so now I can start dabbling into Rezzers, which I think could be enjoyable as well. So that's me. Cool. Uh, Roman, do you want to go? Sure. So the one that I I definitely like, it's my next thing on my my buying-slash-painting table at the moment, is Misaki. I am... I'm definitely an Arcanist player at heart, but I've, I have a few things in Thunders, and I've never really focused on her previously. I have her uh, vintage sculpt from some some gildery things. Of I had them sitting around. I wanted to buy something. I thought that sculpt looked cool, uh, but I've really I, I think I've gotten in one game with her in Outcast Last Edition. However, her new mechanics look really cool, 
I am not an aggressive player by nature. I very much am a schemey, tricksy player. Like, I'm an arcanist. Colette is my homegirl. But the new Misaki stuff just, just makes me just salivate at how cool the theme works of the way she jumps in and out of shadows, the, the kind of uh, crew help and control she has as the leader, as well as just being able to kill I also have a really cool uh, theme for it. Uh, if anybody watches Ruby, uh, the Rooster Teeth anime, I plan on doing her whole crew as that. And just that Ooh. that theme sounds really fun to me. So I'm looking forward to actually tomorrow is my usual game day. I will be picking up the Undying box and Monaco Ray will become Yang. Okay, yeah. I can definitely see that. But then you have... You ha- okay, so... Who's who's going to be Weiss and who's going to be Blake? Okay, so <laughs> Weiss is actually Weiss is the hard one for whatever reason. Uh, I picked the lady crime boss, and I've I've modified her a bit. I'm actually going to end up using Monaco's like long ponytail and putting that onto the lady crime boss. The paint scheme is going to work better than the actual model will for her, I think. But I've I've taken some green stuff molds of the actual pieces from the Ruby board game to manipulate the models here and there. Oh. And uh, it's going to look really good, I think, overall. Blake is actually going to be uh, the Torakage with like the ball and chain, because that was most most workable as her normal weapon. Malleable. But I'm also... Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but also I plan on doing the Katashiro that Monaco summons as some of Blake's uh, semblance copies. Okay, cool. So yeah, should should be fun both on the table and to get onto the table. The other one I plan on doing is the new uh, Hoffman becoming the Arcanist Master, because he will be the one Arcanist Master I don't have at this moment, and I'm going to... Con- nice. I, I also I, have I, him. I will continue adding him to my, my DC Arcanists, so he will become uh, Lex Luthor. I don't see nice. the resemblance. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. I, I think Hoffman's gonna look. It seems really cool. I really like how his uh, his stuff has come out. I will warn you. He is a bitch to put together. Yes, yes, he is no. awful to build. Yeah, the it's it's really the the leg covers yep. and and the. Uh, bit of like metal work that goes from the leg covers up to his backpack uh yeah you really gotta dry fit that and understand how it goes together before you start gluing is it yeah. worse than the brass arachnid um the br- problem with the brass arachnid is that the sort of fittings didn't really you, you couldn't really tell which legs went where mm-hmm. but uh, the part of the problem with hoffman is everything needs to be like sort of assemble all at once you can't do it piece by piece uh, okay, good to know. Good to know. Yes. <laughs> ah, you bastard! I was going to be the guild guy, Brian. But you, you still can. I'm just, I'm being the Arcanist completionist. No, guy. I was talking. I was talking about. I was talking to Brian because he. Oh, I mean, I'm, to pick I'm up getting guild. into guild like eventually. Like that's like the side hobby that's going to be done within like five years. That's like you know life goals right there. Yeah. But right now, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving outcasts. I, I've decided I have a soft spot for sort of the normal looking faction in games a lot of the time. 
which is kind of how I slowly came around to liking Guild and deciding I wanted to play Guild, because I used to, actually, early in life, I used to really hate the cowboy aesthetic. I thought it was dumb. And it wasn't until I started playing Malvo that I came around to that. But anyways, I've been talking a lot about Guild because I need to talk about the master that I'm going to play to perfection uh, once I get my hands on them. It is not Charles Hoffman. It is, however, a guy that's been getting a lot of attention lately. Cornelius Bass is someone I'm going to learn the crap on how to play because he looks amazing. Just the sculpt. Just, just talking about the sculpt. That the one picture that got shared on a weird place could use a little bit of trimming down, but he's got so much crap going on. It is beautiful. Uh, I have a weird love for models that are smoking. He definitely, honestly, I felt the guild really needed another sort of cowboy looking model because all they really had was Perdita. And uh, he's not too in, too close to her to feel like she should just be a part of her faction. And I'm also incredibly intrigued by the... Uh, extra the new eighth faction we'll be getting the mystery faction so um yeah and also his shtick with the um extending his deployment area and doing just about everything involving cover or uh rough terrain severe terrain oh geez i'm gonna keep getting those confused yeah um his his fiddling with severe terrain and putting it out and his crew extending his Deployment zone sounds like a lot of fun. If I go on a slight tangent here, I think the the focusing down and making things based off of keywords in 3rd edition has really allowed Weird to make special abilities or uh, master-specific or keyword-specific abilities to be a lot weirder, a lot mm-hmm. wackier, a lot different, because I... Like, we never mess with deployment zones in 2nd edition, and, um, like, his thing isn't, ne- like, nearly as strange as, like, freaking Yokohama Saki and her deck shenanigans. So many things play with the with the discard pile now, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting choice, I think, mechanically, that they're putting in. Um, and uh, Kyle and I have talked about it quite a bit, about how we th- we're worried it might slow down the game drastically. Having to keep, you know, doing deck shenanigans could be very. It's going to be very cool and interesting and powerful, but it might slow down the game. I think it'll be slow at first because people aren't used to maintaining their discard pile. Well, yeah, yeah too. But it'll, it'll be it'll be trained out of folks. But so yeah, I'm excited to play Cornelius Base. Can't wait to get my hands on him. Um, should be a whole lot of fun for Malifaux Third Edition. So, what's up? Oh, I was going to add in, I just remembered my second, my second master, Zip, <laughs> being added, added into Outcast. And uh, those of you ha- who have listened to Schemes and Stones know I am a regular on that. And when we did our, our, our Bayou faction, I'm kind of in love with Zip because he has flight. And I think flight is the uh, going to be like the defining OP mechanic of M3E. Hot take, putting it out there now. You heard it here for well. You heard it here many times from me because I've said it on multiple podcasts now. <laughs> uh, and Zip just seems super fun with all of his movement shenanigans, and he's going to be like a god tier schemer. So I'm looking to pick up him as well. Maybe at Adepticon, maybe you know, in a day and a half. Oh, uh, I was going to say something to your moment that I completely forgot. Hooray, editing! Look up. Sorry. I find that always helps me. It lets the the thought that tried to escape your skull float back down through your eyeballs. That's terrifying. You're welcome. I got Most that from my sixth are. grade teacher. 
That's even more terrifying. <laughs> okay. Well, we got a few other topics that we can go over. Uh, we got a glimpse at new box art from Gamma, which looks to be, I think it's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, as opposed to like the dark and subdued color scheme of the original box. These are sort of a parchment yellow for the parts of it. And the artwork is a lot bigger. And I think it does a better job of selling the models more so than the uh, M2E version. Don't know what the back is. I'm assuming the back will include renders of what the models actually look like. Hopefully, because that would be kind of a dumb thing to do, to not do. But uh, some people have voiced their uh, disapproval of it. But uh, I, I'm definitely on pro new box art. Um, we got a look at, I'm assuming, brand new sculpts for Lady Justice. Um, and then a sort of... I, I, I think I need another word for this because... The uh, second box we see in this reveal is um, basically everything, everyone in Karis's uh, keyword that doesn't come in her regular box, uh, sounds like the fire golem. So it's her yeah, new henchman the, and the um, firebrand. Firebranded? Yeah, it's it's an auxiliary box for the, the keyword, essentially. Yeah, which um, that sort of answers a question I was trying to formulate before I ever got around to asking them is like, how are you going to change up crew boxes because everything's so much more focused on keywords? Are you going to create a giant massive crew box? Or um, this one is probably the most obvious answer and something surprised I didn't think of it. It's like, if you already own the crew box, then these are all the other models you kind of need to still have the entirety of a keyword. With, again, small exceptions, like, Karis still needs to go out and get the uh, Fire Golem. But I have a feeling that'd probably be, like, an individual thing. That thing was pretty big. I would guess. Yeah. And I'd, I would not be surprised if they ended up splitting up the Backdraft and Undying boxes. Because, like, Backdraft, all the, the Gremlin side of things could be the Trichy equivalent of the, the box we've seen for Wildfire for Karis. Like, it's mm -hmm. all Trichy. And then you you split up the other things into well we know Tony's going to need a new box anyway so Fitzsimmons can go somewhere in either that or the uh, auxiliary MNSU box the saboteurs can be their own thing or sold in like an auxiliary versatile box and then the fire golem can be its own thing because it's a big model the big fucking model. Yeah, and it is literally it, it measures up to the freaking shadow emissary on my desk. It is <laughs> huge. I mean, part of that's just fire, but yeah, if you put him but out, I'm sure he's like three feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a, a left leg bouncing around somewhere. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so uh, after we get done with Karis's addition her auxiliary box, then we get uh, what looks, I believe, in the auxiliary box for the kin. Um, they have sort of a fluffy name to them, so um, Justice's Crew Box is now called the Marshall Core Box. So Crew Boxes are Core Boxes now. Karis's Auxiliary Box is called the Worshippers of Fire. And then we get Copycats for um, Kin. Drawing a blank on Kin, that's Ophelia? Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. So are those, are those everything? Well, oh, hold on, that's... Is that Raphael on the... Edge of the box? I believe uh, so. I don't think so. 
I though I couldn't t- I couldn't tell you what they all look like. The one with the hat looks like uh, Sammy. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. And this is yeah. this is old artwork, so I don't know if they are redoing these models or yeah. what. But yeah, okay, that's that's uh, Raphael and Remy, whoever the version of um, Nico is. Well, yeah. that's Remy. Yeah, there you go. It it is Remy because because Papa is Pierre. So this what sort of looks like an auxiliary box is one henchman and um, Sammy. And then what looks to be Raphael and Remy, which is we're originally in Ophelia's crew box. So I'm curious what she's going to be getting in their place. Like I'd have to assume just about at least all of the wave one and wave two masters are getting resculpted at this point. Cause I we've, think so. We've seen artwork for a good, good portion of them from both wave one and wave two. Yeah. It's just the question of when they're, they're hitting shelves with new sculpts. Oh, this was something we looked at. Um, the Kin crew has like stupid far ranges on a bunch of their guys because Remy is has the sniper ability, but also a shot 14 or range 14 on his gun. Son of a bitch. And Raphael has just a shot 14 on a gun. That's two, four, five. Also, it's really good. They're very long range people. I'm assuming that they would just fall into the glass cannony sort of sub-theme of the bayou. Uh, no, because Flinch is gives when a model enemy model targets this model with an attack action if the attack action stat is higher than this model's resist, gain shielded. So, they're resistant. They gain shielded, and then bigger they are, gives them plus one to all opposed duels with enemy models that have a size greater than them. So, generally speaking, they're always at plus one on opposed duels. That being said, their stats and health are generally lower than other faction models, but I suppose it depends on okay. where you're looking. Well, let's stop theory crafting about Bayou because none of us know anything about them. <laughs> and there's someone we're probably making mad. Fair. Fair. Um, anyways, the last box we see is uh, it's just marked special order. It has uh, Waldo on the front of it. Now I would have to guess that these are the going to be the mystery boxes going forward. Yeah. So, I guess, do you guys have any other uh, thoughts about the new boxes? I like the new Justice artwork. She finally yeah. has gone from uh, sort of the busty bimbo look to uh, murderous sword fighter. Mm-hmm. Honestly, she kind of has a get-off-my-lawn sort of pose going on here, which I absolutely love. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm excited to see, like, just what they come up with when they do the re-sculpts. Um, especially seeing as certain masters have to have new boxes because they Lucius being the prime example, like his entire crew box, he no longer is allowed to hi- like isn't his keyword anymore. He can still hire them with the tax. Um, so Lucius? I'm curious. To see, yeah, because he can't bring um, the lawyers. Yeah, no, he can still bring, he can still bring like, lawyers. He can't bring Dashiell or the guard. Right, or like you can, but you're paying extra for them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so that okay. Uh, Things like same, that. Same with Tony and the mages. Exactly. Yes. So I'll be very curious to see how it works. But so far, like all of the like the art we've seen looks really nice. I'll jump in and say in the the core rule book that they have in the beta that supposedly is finalized. There's a example of a fate deck or a card from a fate deck. Yeah. Super sweet. 
So the new Fate deck, apparently, that they're coming out with also looks super sick. So I'm oh, very yeah. excited to buy that to add to my growing collection now of Fate decks, as I currently have four. Yep, <laughs> my Bad Ink Fate deck is, is showing its age. I am very much looking forward to that one that I'm assuming is coming, because it looks to be based off of the like art columns for the different factions that they yeah, have yeah. in the actual beta announcement. Which I also really like. I, I'm looking at Cornelius uh, Vase's card right now, and I really like the um, art duality of like the red orange and the the light blue midnighty color for mm-hmm. what is one of them is a new faction the red is clearly guild and then the blue is some type of other faction we don't know what it's called yet but it seems something that's like wild westy because it looks like a little badge and stuff so it's gonna be fun i'm excited yep. I concur. I I agree with the... I'm not too terribly worried about the art on the boxes, because I know some people have been like, oh, it's it's. I don't like the light boxes versus the dark boxes. I don't care. It's bubble wrap. I want the models to look cool. The art of the uh, characters themselves I really like, and I'm very much excited to see what I hope to be uh, more new sculpts for the... especially the older masters... Uh, I think Doug would agree with me of, I hope Tony gets a new sculpt as a union leader. <laughs> Doug, I know you've said it before. I'm I'm super pulling for you. I hope they do a, a business suit Tony with like some brass knuckles. That would be yeah, freaking sweet. Or, or, or even better, like sleeves that she has ripped off herself. So it's just... Oh, hell yes. <laughs> sleeveless work shirt with a tie. Yeah, that would be amazing. I, I'm I totally can, down. I, I can dream. But I, you know, even with her, like everyone, I'm just super excited for new sculpts, especially since like, even for the stuff I have, I painted it back when I was not nearly as good at painting it as I am now. So this is the best excuse I have for mm-hmm. uh, painting new Malifaux stuff. And, um, yep. oh my goodness. I like also, I also really like the new, uh, that's that almost definitely has to be the, the new judge. It, it is. It does. They've confirmed that the new judge... So judge is a, a title of office. Yeah. The old judge is dead. The new judge is a girl. And she's kick-ass. Wait, hold on. So if judge is a title, and I would assume jury would also have to be a title, it would technically Lady Justice also be a title? As in, if she she lost Nekadem, would they just... I'm kind of guessing that's the one that won't be, just because I don't know of anybody else that has her mysterious, presumably at least somewhat mired in resurrectionist magic background to do it the way she yeah. does yeah it's kind uh, of one of those of possibly, yes anyone but... can technically wear the batman cape and cowl how many people can do it for more than a week without dying um Fair. well surprisingly there's a decent amount of people in alpha that have a hard time dying well true well yeah they have magic you know rocks that say don't die magic don't die rocks yeah i love it Okay, so hey, you brought up uh, Base's new faction symbol. So let's yes. take a gander at that before we wrap up this podcast. So all we have is a color and a symbol. Um, let me blow this thing up real big. The new symbol appears to be two crossed pistols with a torch in the foreground or on top of them, which... Um, I don't. I can't recognize what else there is in the background, but it sort of makes an asterisk with all of yeah, the items. I, I think it's two crossed pistols. I just said that. Oh, 
Oh. I, I, I meant like the, the actual horizontal part portion of the symbol. Oh, okay. The, the sort of spikies. That also could be leaves, I guess, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or spurs. Ooh, there's a good one. Uh, now you'd see more of it if they were spurs, because kind of a horseshoe shape with a spike at the end. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, just, just wild speculation here. Hi, everyone. This is Doug that's editing the podcast. And now that we've had the pictures come out from Adepticon, it seems pretty obvious to me that the part that we're missing about the symbol are arrows from a compass. So if you take into account all the objects on the symbol, it makes an eight-pointed compass rose. Now, I mean, I get the guns. Guns are a big thing, and Malifo, obviously, and Cornelius has a big gun. So I think someone was, like, speculating on, like, a a frontiersman sort of faction. And I can definitely see it. The thing that throws me off is that torch. Because in yeah. symbolism, it, torches are usually representative of either, like, uh, liberty or enlightenment. So... I mean, is there anything more liberating than being out on the frontier, away from the strong strong arm of, like, the government? Well, I was kind of kind of going to kind of segue into the idea of maybe it's, like, a free Malifaux movement. Oh! People who want to okay. make Malifaux, like, an independent state as opposed to a guild controlled uh, government uh-huh. but okay. um, that only sort of that my other thought would be what if it's something that the the other thing i think of when i think of a torch is like the light of like you said enlightenment maybe it's people hunting for uh relics or other things relating to the tyrants so they want to know more have more information on the what we as as readers know to be the actual villains slash big bads the the oncoming problems so I'm, I'm wondering if that's kind of the this is the the relic hunters because i don't know if this is is public knowledge or not but it, i know uh in the closed beta and this is okay to state since when the, yes. the open beta they said don't worry about your your ndas anymore in the blue group mason did state that in addition to bass McCabe is also going to be yep. a cross-faction master in the new and, faction. And he had also said that in the red group as well. Yeah. Okay, um, fantastic. I, I was, I was going to get there, that McCabe is formally part of this second faction. So he's no longer part of Guild, but he's part of Ten Thunders and the Eighth Faction. Which, and now that you're talking about, you know, the Frontier Relic Hunters, I think would make a lot of sense if we know for fact McCabe is part of it that lines up yeah especially since he's he's done the hunting for previous relics for lucius and the governor general he knows a little bit about you know the the leftovers of things that go bump in the night historically yeah mm-hmm. let's continue looking for them see what puzzle pieces we can put together so are we thinking that this is going to be sort of the new secret society kind of thing the way that 10 thunders were for most of second edition i could see that i could yeah, I could also definitely say I'm kind of hoping for that because that would sort of mean that they might be pushing for Thunders to be more public and well known and not Mary Sue's anymore. God damn it! Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly <laughs> think with with Masaki taking over from the from her dad, I think that'll be less of an issue. Don't get me wrong; I think they're still going to stick to the shadows a lot, but she is she she's more focused on completing her mission than her dad was of continue to build power in the shadows and never use it. Well, her dad wanted to just like take control of Mal. At the end, he wanted to, like, full-on overthrow the guild and seize Malifaux for himself. Mm -hmm. Which, 
was a little too out there for yeah. what realistically is is stable and doable. Yeah, I'm, I think Misaki's originals were like she was the one that was going to keep it a shadow organization, which I hope doesn't like. I don't want them to be an out and out. Like everyone knows about them, but I just want them to be known enough that it's not like doesn't make any sense that this should this very powerful organization is not known by anyone outside yeah. of people in their own ranks. Mm-hmm. No um, one is that good at keeping a secret. No, I just want like you know your your big players know about them and to be able to like interact with them in some sort of way because that was like part of this is about factions mingling. In the in the fluff, it's factions mingling without necessarily just killing each other all the time, and yeah. so having the other people be able to react to the ten thunders is great. And if you do that, then you can you know you leave space open for this new shadow organization that maybe is slightly less sinister and maybe more altruistic. But they they gotta have some kind of bad part to them because there's no good people in Malifa, as everyone knows, right. and they need to also definitely separate themselves from. Uh, the Arcanists, which is what I'm I'm not afraid for, but like some of the stuff we speculated kind of trips onto the Arcanist territory, so we need to figure out what keep, makes them different. Well, and that's kind of where I was going with the idea of the, the Relic Hunters to figure out tyranty stuff, because the, the Union and the Arcanists are still very much anti-guild, let the people run things. Or more accurately, let the leaders of the Arcanists run things <laughs> in a more humanitarian fashion, quote-unquote. Whereas, and, and this is my theory slash hope, I'm wondering if, so the, the last bit of fluff we saw was Titania came back, everybody's freaking out over the, the Autumn Queen arising, who once, you know, laid the tyrants low. They haven't announced this that I'm aware of in any of the beta stuff, but I'm wondering if maybe Titania would be another if not cross-faction model for this new faction, maybe she's one of a driving or sidelined force of, hey, we've heard more things about what she did. Let's find out more about the things she took out so that we can defend ourselves against them. And that's what this new faction is Interesting. going going against. Of like, We need to, to, again, use that torch of enlightenment to defend ourselves and prepare I like it. I do too. My only fear is that how do you not make her technically in control of two factions at that point? Well, and that's my thought of like, if you have Bass and McCabe, both of those are kind of scoundrelly dudes. They kind of very much strike me as, no, we, we've heard stories of things she's done. We don't answer to her, but the idea of what she's done makes it go, no, 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 we're survivors. We prepare for this kind of shit. Let's go out, dig into some old graves, and find what used to be that we don't know about yet, <laughs> and figure out how to put these these different Legos together to make things work. It's a faction of doomsday preppers. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> well, I think I've I think I found a new faction now. Great, doomsday preppers. <laughs> yes. I, yes. Honestly, I could I could just as easily see von Schill be a. I was uh, thinking uh, faction uh, into it as I, would, I could I was be thinking. Titania. Something because they're bringing their like he's making his city out in the mm-hmm. wherever it is. Edgeport. I was, I, yeah, I was Edgeport. wondering if that was going to happen that he might they might at, make him dual faction because I'm guessing that they're going to do 
one master for each faction is going to be dual faction to this eighth faction oh, is what I'm kind of make kind of make them the new thunders of everybody exactly has someone in this power the, I could the, see that the question is are you simply adding the new like they I mean they're not adding new ma- a new master that we know of for any of these other factions so it's going to be they're going to create I don't know but it, it feels weird like they in wave two you would suddenly have a master that's dual faction that wasn't in wave one. So, I like obviously they're going to be releasing the new faction at some point. Yeah, I'm guessing that's going to be part of like wave two. Or yeah, well, I, I, I suppose it, it's if announce if the announcement and release is like release, then wave one will be the new faction and like a model for everyone, and then wave two is hopefully alt masters, alt or alt um alt cards for masters. So. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. See, I would bet, since we haven't, other than, than Bass's card, seen the new faction rules, I would bet at the official announcement of M3E, or at Gen Con if it's afterwards, mm-hmm. I bet they announce there will be a new faction, and that's what this image is, but I bet it's a year until we see the actual faction, and that's also when we'll see the the secondary master forms. Okay. Because essentially your your next book will be, hey... Here's your, you know, we, we have Control Raspy, now we're going to have Summoner Raspy, and also here's our new 8th faction. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I could see that, because that will allow them some some time to work on that. They've definitely spent plenty of time on the beta of everyone else, and that yeah. will also allow them time to go, okay, here's, here's things that, you know, here's design space we haven't played with yet. Let's uh, give these different, these secondary master forms... Uh, these different titles, I think, is what they're going to be using for them. A way to grow and, and use them, see what needs to be used in ways that won't entirely break things, while also going, hey, these are the masters that we can introduce for Faction 8 or co-op into Faction 8, as the case may be. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, enough of the f- faction speculation. Let's go into the last thing. The thing I'm, I'm actually most excited about before we wrap up this uh, rebirth episode, hopefully, we sh- should, especially now that we'll be seeing even more and more hints, I think, of things to come, we'll be able to produce podcasts a little bit faster. But uh, the last thing that really got my my juices flowing, my heart racing, was uh, they finally decided to come out with fluff books. Oh my god, yes. Not, a, not just like one fluff book, not two fluff books. But a fluff book for every fucking faction in the game. My god. My pants are tight. Yes. Wow. Oh, okay. You went there, man. I did go there. Yes. Problem? This is why I recommend a kilt. Much harder to make a kilt tight. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I approve. So, they introduced faction specific fluff books. Which, uh, for me, tells me that the core book should be a little bit easier to handle because I have a feeling it'll just be rules and probably cards or some... Like, do you... Actually, here's a question. Do you think they're going to put cards in the books now that they're going to be free to print day one? I think they will, just to have the, like... Like, you'll have the card, and just like in the previous books, they have, like, the, the background blurb about the other... You know, about... You know, this model is blah 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 blah. So I think they're going to do it, 
But since all cards are freely available when it releases, it's it's a way that you don't have to have the books. You can just download all the PDFs if you want. Or, if you like the fluff, you like the stories, you like hearing about the backgrounds of the, you know, Freikorsman C model, now you, there you go, now you can do it. Yeah, I, I agree. And on that note, to, to everyone who was voicing their concerns when this was first announced on A Weird Place, as someone who comes from 40k, these are not do not appear to be codexes they've been confirmed by uh, nathan on the forums to not break the bank on these and essentially you don't need them if you don't want to read the fluff like brian said all the stat cards and everything will be free day one the rule book will be as well you can also get whatever they're going to be calling the new arsenal style decks of i play this faction let me do the thing you don't need the books. I personally will probably be getting all of them because I am a sucker for fluff. And if there was a way I could easily read and listen to Breachside broadcasts at the same time, I would do that just so I could get twice as much fluff into my eye holes and ear holes at the same time. Kind of glad you brought up 40k, but uh, this has nothing to do with their uh, the way they put stuff out like codexes. This is a mm-hmm. case of... One of the things about that 40k has enjoyed that we really haven't is like a very diverse and kind of separate separate lore side um, of their universe where they have you know novels and stuff and a whole bunch of things going on at the same time and I think this is sort of a step towards that direction. I love the game of Malifaux, but I would love just as much for people to fall in love with the universe as the game. It is my favorite fantasy universe by far. And I think it is something so still good and strong and drawing that we can get people to join up and play the game and enjoy the game just from the fluff alone. And now we can say, like, hey, if you interested in Malifaux, maybe? It's, it's universe with, like, cowboys and steampunk and zombies and nightmares and all this other stuff. And they're like, what? That doesn't make any sense because that's a lot of things to cram into one description. And now you can, like, hey, read this book about this faction and see if that tickles your fancy. Because that's what I'm definitely going to do. I'm going to loan these out to people after I'm done reading them. I'm just super duper excited because they're faction focused, too. So instead of it being like, oh, I want to learn about the Arcanist, you get one story a year outside Mm -hmm. of small descriptions of cards and stuff from like uh, weird chronicles and whatnot. Now you get a whole bunch of them up front. I have a feeling they'll also have like a recap of what's happened with the faction so far. I don't think they're going to go into too much depth because that's a lot of stuff to get caught up on. No one, I don't think not a ton of people care about uh, Kythera anymore and, and stuff like that, but at least describing breach side broadcast is still there. It is. It is. So I'll, I'll point people in that direction too, of course. But also, it's got the same cool artwork as um, all the other stuff they've been producing. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you think it's going to be like catching up to this point, or do you think there are going to be some huge changes in the fluff in these books? I think that obviously they're going to have to write the stories for why certain masters left their factions and joined a different faction or only solo faction. So. Obviously, those will be big changes, but they're not going to drop any massive bombshells at release, I think. I think it's going to come in wave two 
whenever wave two comes probably you know 2020 sometime that's where it's going to be like holy crap this just happened and that's where you're going to start seeing the fluff of Malifaux like shaking I, I could see that there are a few of those faction changes that I think will be summed up or, or rather transition from the last time we saw that master uh, in the vignettes, if nothing else, uh, with like a sentence. Because like, I think, for example, the last time we heard about Brewey, other than overseeing the gremlin election, was in his vignette when he basically was told by the Thunders, here's a bunch of weapons, go deliver them. And he left them where he wasn't supposed to. And that vignette, I believe, leaves off with him thinking over like his decisions ahead. And I, I feel like you could just wrap that up with going, after considering his decisions, the brewmaster decided to, you know, deal with his, his actual people of the gremlins in the bayou, as opposed to dealing with the thunders continuously striking from the shadows. Some things like that'll work. I agree that we're still kind of on the, the tail end of a big change of, of like the Burning Man happening and the new governor general and the changes therein of like Ramos is in prison. So we really haven't seen a ton of what's going on in the Arcanists a little bit here and there of like Tony's done her thing. Karis has done her thing. I want to see a, a meeting of the two with Colette kind of showing up going. <laughs> so I'm, I, I negotiated the smuggling thing with Karis, but uh, Tony, what have you done for me lately? What do you need from me? And how can I help you out? Do you still want me around? And Raspy in the corner going, so I'm providing the air conditioning for this meeting, but uh, I'm kind of hungry and you all look delicious. There's a lot of room in these factions specific. <laughs> and then Hoffman's crying in the corner, wondering what yep. he got himself into. <laughs> yep. He's like, um, I have Ramos's card. He said to meet me here. Oh, on the back it says I'm in prison now. Damn it. Just things like that. There, there's a lot of room in these faction specific rule books for it to be let's break open the faction and look at these individual characters as opposed to having a, a sentence or a paragraph here or there saying, oh yes, I've heard rumors of etc. happening, Karis lighting more things on fire with some of her new models. I'm expecting to see some more Burning Man-centric things affecting her and her crew. Yay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm interested to see, I know last we saw the Vix, like they were swapping off who actually had the Masamune because they were starting to actually have that blood hunger and a few other weird things. Levy's still getting older uh, whenever he comes back from being dead, which is new for him. Uh, there, there's a bunch of like changes that have been mentioned, but haven't been really messed with. So we're going to see the, the next step, the next really broad change in the following book. These first books, I think, are going to really cement and more highlight the final new status quo, as it were, after the last big change with the, the Burning Man ultimately happening and the new Governor General with Marlowe. I think that's what we're going to see here. It's going to be the new, here's the, the standard as we go into Malifaux 3rd Edition. Next books will be, okay, and now that we know the standard, let's turn it on its head. Here's the new tyrant that started to wake up. Maybe Ramos dug a little too deep into that Soulstone Geode and something's going on there. The Gibbering Horde's waking up maybe has poked Meridian awake to hit the snooze button <laughs> a few too many times. We're going to see some, some new players enter the field, I think. And ultimately, let's face it, what we all really want out of this is a model for English Ivan. Yes, thank you. 
You're welcome. You want an English Ivan too, don't you, Brian? I mean, yeah, he is a pretty <laughs> cool guy. That's a great name too. It's uh-huh. it's awesome. He was easily my favorite character that doesn't have a model. Now that Von Stuck is is coming around. Uh what I'm gonna say my opinion is real quick, as far as the question I posed to you guys. I think Here's the first thing. This is a weird place in the story to have a new edition. I think with the new edition, we need to have something significant happen. It doesn't have to be a, a, cat- a catastrophe or some huge change, but uh, I think we need to introduce a new edition, new, new rules with something, something significant. And so um, because we didn't end with book four or... It was before, right? The ascending of the, the ascending of the governor general. I believe no. that's right. What? No, book book five. No, definitely not five. Maybe it was Either three. Way. It was the end of three. In fact, like that to me kind of signified a good spot to have a new edition. But since we have book five, book five kind of feels like an epilogue, despite there being some big changes like mid-morning and Nicodem. Well, Nicodem didn't happen in book five, but around the same time period and the betrayal of Ramos and all that other stuff. And so, yeah, I was still considered an epilogue. So I'm thinking this third edition, we're going to see some kind of a major call to action. Like uh, maybe a MacGuffin shows up that all the factions want or, or something like that, that sort of draws in elements from all of them um, to go out and do the thing. And then we can possibly resolve that. The end of wave one, or what are we talking about? Book three point two. Let's say that we'll say three point two. There uh-huh. you go. Uh, we'll have some kind of re- resolution to that. That's what I'm kind of assuming is going to happen. We still have a bit of fallout to deal with, but yeah, I want I want something for everyone to kind of do. No, this just popped into my head. So the obvious, and I think too obvious version of that is everyone becomes aware of the tyrants being a problem goes looking for them or or things to stop them which may still be the 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 impetus of the eighth faction who knows but i think at this point one of the things that that may be a a better next step fluff wise is we've seen the neverborn deal with the power structure changing when titania awakes the rest of the the world the humans I think Titania is enough of a diplomat, whereas Lilith was, screw them, kill all the humans. I think Titania is enough of a diplomat to say, hey, here I am. Here's the stakes that to the game that you all didn't know you were playing. Either work with me or, or die. And I'm not going to be the one to kill you necessarily, but there's not another option here. I'm kind of wondering if, if that's going to be what it is of the, the humans going, oh shit, like the, the Neverborn have a solid leader. There's, there's a, a diplomatic angle to this at all. I could see something like that happening with Lilith being put on ice. I could see something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last thing. And you don't have to do it if you don't want. This just came to me as a quick, quick little fun experiment. I'm going to go through each faction, and I'm just going to guess or hope or say something interesting fluff-wise that is going to happen to them, or should happen to them. Or at least a plot hook. A plot hook that I want to see happen, or that I think could happen. And you guys can chime in with yours after you're done, if you feel so or not. Uh, Sorry to put you on the spot. But I think, as far as the guild, I think Cornelius is going to cause some sort of major upset. 
Possibly because he's already been revealed as a dual faction, but I think he's going to make the guild, split the guild up in some form or fashion. Or at the very least, get them to panic a little bit. Because right now, Marlo's kind of been keeping the peace relatively well, and I want there to be a little bit more drama for me. And I think Cornelius is going to be the guy that provides that. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as the Resurrectionists, something that's never happened, I'm hoping is going to happen, with Von Stuck coming out of the shadows and Nikodem now dead, I think the Resurrectionists are going to coalesce and sort of become an actual faction. Not necessarily uh, as loyal and unionized as any of the other ones, but so far they never had any sort of alliance or hey, let's work together and do the thing as other factions. And it might be Von Stuck, it might be someone else. Uh, possibly, I could see Reva maybe even doing it, but I want them to organize and become like a group of people. Because now you can bring more than one master, and as of second edition, I don't see any reason why any mas- any resurrectionist master would really help another one except for your, like Molly and Kirai. Um, Arcanists, I hope they collapse a little bit because of this kerfuffle with uh, Ramos. I want to see bad blood between Karis and uh, Ironsides, mm-hmm. which I've always I've already said before. Uh, Neverborn going to go off, going to kind of take your idea a bit, but not quite. I think they're going to try and make. Okay, assume your dipl- diplomatic thing happens, but in the grand scheme of things, I want the people to be them trying to integrate themselves ever so slightly into the uh, into human culture. Just a tiny little bit, like people not immediately shooting them on site sort of a thing. But uh, this is mostly playing off the thought that, hey, Bit and um, Barbaros, that's the word I was thinking. Barbaros is now amongst the outcasts, and they apparently think he's A-OK. So why don't we see that happening? And maybe we might get one or two Neverborn models for other factions. That would be sweet. I uh, Something interesting for outcasts to do. I mean, I think having all of them in the same town together... Oh. And starting their own, like, city. That's just a recipe for disaster. I want to see some reason or reasoning for how the sort of wild, untamed, outcast masters buddy up with the ones that are much more organized. Like, how do you get Jackdaw to do anything? I, I, want, I want that to actually cover be a thing. Rats. Yeah. Hamlet, like, you, you give him, like, an Iron Man suit, but it's rats. And suddenly, Jackdaw <laughs> is a fine, upstanding member of society. Something something like that. Yeah, I want to see the Tyrant and Jackdaw. Uh, Zip now. Oh, Lord Zip. Oh, God. <laughs> I think we just answered our own question there. Okay, yeah. Zip. Yeah. yeah, I want to see Zip and jackdaw and and not as hamelin integrate themselves nicely into the outcasts mm-hmm. um as far as gremlins go they have a president now and I, they're going to they're going to definitely run with that in the story and that's all i want because i love the idea of president lenny and um, nothing but good things can happen from that 10 thunders the last one I already talked about this multiple times, but I want to see them outed in some form and make them a public entity of some kind. So, those are my quick seven. All right, Brian or uh, Roman, you want to take a crack at it? Or are my ideas just so great that those are the ones you want? No, all good. I thought you did a good job. I like them. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with the vast majority of them. I, I definitely want to see all of them. The The things I would want to see on addition to that is I want to see more... A, I want to see a conversation between Levy and Zip. I want to see Levy try to like make Zip sit still long enough to pay attention to something. And I want to see that fail horrendously. Oh my god. Also, in the in terms of the wider fluff, I want to see more come of Zareta saying, Hey Levy, you're the one that that needs to, you know, you're gonna be the one that saves all of us, or you're you're key to this. I want to see the next stepping stone on that portion of the story with gremlins becoming the bayou faction i want to see uh zareta do a good job of manipulating president lenny to do what she wants him to do and i'm hoping with leaving the thunders that brewmaster will become kind of the the vizier of the the gremlins to say no 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 don't like the witch is smart don't get me wrong but don't listen to everything she says like that would be hilarious to me. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I know I agree, but I had just had another really awful great idea. Uh, we continue with the Leviticus sort of prophecy storyline, but uh, something goes awry. Maybe they try and fix his aging problem, and they do too good of a job. What I'm saying is, I want an alt Leviticus model where he's like a young hot dude. Interesting. Just yes. like they did in the story, except it was Zareta. Yes. I, 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 I want, I want, dude. That's totally how you get like Alt David Bowie Leviticus. Leviticus. Oh so <laughs> basically, what you're trying to do is you want Zareta and Leviticus the bone. You want a Malifaux fluff, fluff story of them boning. That's what I'm hearing right now. I mean, I mean, no. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. What I'm hearing. <laughs> Folks are gonna think I'm a creeper now. Great. All yeah. Right, okay. I'm. I am out of. I'm out of wind. I'm out of gas. This podcasting thing. It's. It's hard to to pick back up and do again. But we got through it. It was pretty good. I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah. Go up. Yeah. Um. We're so. Yeah. Thank you guys very much for recording with us. Thank you, listeners, for forgiving me for taking so long. And hey, we're back on Podbean. Did I mention that? Did I mention that in the podcast? I don't believe you did. Yeah, I had I had to switch debit cards because mine was compromised, and lo and behold, the auto payment for my Podbean account was set to that debit card. So it kind of got canceled, and they blocked it, so you couldn't even look up Steam Pirate Scandals on Podbean anymore. But uh, it's back up, and we'll soon have a new episode. Well, it'll be up when if you're listening to this, listeners. So. Uh, I am Doug, your host, and with me is Brian. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. And also Roman. Thank you. As always, pleasure to be here. Great. And you all have a good night. Oh, what's what's my thing? You say my thing, Victoria, standing in the hallway. Yes, it's Steam Power Scoundrels. Fun is always king, folks. You heard it here first. Good night. Cheers.